What makes most dreams nothing more than a dream? What derails most people in their efforts to live the life they dream about? And how can you conquer it? That's this week on the Fuse Chamber Podcast. You're listening to the Fuse Chamber Podcast, where you get the elite mindsets and skills to ignite your voice and build your audience. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I want to help you live the life you really want. Hey guys, welcome back. What keeps most people's dreams just out of their reach? Why do so many of us know what we want, but then fail to go for it? Well, first, let's remember why we're here. To create the next generation of leaders in arts, business, and community. To create an elite tribe of powerful, successful professionals who redefine how artists and entrepreneurs can do what they really want to do with their lives, full of passion and without compromise. I'll show you who you have to become in order to win. And I'll be here to inspire you each and every week so that you stay inspired and stay driven. This investment of 15 minutes a week will create habits that forever change your life and career. I wish I had this skill 10, 20 years ago. Listen, every day there will be a fight. Frustrations, annoyances, disappointments, fear, uncertainty, doubt, complications, setbacks, failures, disputes, negotiations, mistakes. Assuming you make it past the initial fear, like deciding on starting on something, this is where most people get stuck and then decide to quit. And it happens pretty early on. I've spoken about grit and resilience in the past. This is the battlefield on which you learn it. And I think this stuff affects artists and creatives more than the regular Joe, more than other people. Because some people are naturally able to refocus, recalibrate when they get knocked off balance. But you and I have both seen the same things. There's so many Twitter accounts with 20 tweets and no activity since 2015. There's all these registered business names, abandoned websites, empty blogs, empty podcasts. So many great ideas that started softly, probably with tons of value though, but just left to wither on the vine. They didn't go anywhere. When things go wrong, don't pan out. Don't show progress quickly enough. So often we just throw up our hands, start making excuses as to why we shouldn't proceed. Ah, there's not enough time. I wasn't cut out for this. The world's unfair. Whatever the excuse might be, the sad truth is every day is a fight. It's unfair, it's unnecessary, but it's a fight. And by fight, I mean not only the unusually hard work of succeeding, but it can also mean the actual cruel setbacks, the injuries, whether they're physical, mental, or emotional, struggles, delays, surprises, and out-and-out bad luck. I've said this before, I'll say it again. What's going to set you apart from your idols? The people whose work you buy, imitate, admire, is nothing more than simply the ability to tough it out when things seem to stand in your way. Not just the obstacles, but also the plateaus and even the full-on backslides. It doesn't matter how sideways you think your idea or your talent is. Two things are always going to be true. 
If you persist through challenges where other people quit, you advance by attrition. Guys, that's how most people got where they are. They just outrun their competitors. The other thing that's also true, though, is that if you quit, you'll most surely fail. Nobody is waiting to discover your awesomeness. So call what follows a hack if you want, but here's the deal, guys. The challenges are going to come up every day in new and unexpected ways. One day, it might be a bad review. Next day, it might be a lawsuit. Or you don't get that financing or that loan you were hoping for. You never know what's coming. So the secret is not getting good at handling bad reviews or handling lawsuits, but handling the bad news and the challenges of every variety. You have to get good at and even enjoy fighting all the time. So the secret is to watch your response to these events and subvert your natural instinct to hide, to run, to quit, and instead to push just a little further than you think you can stand. You got to learn to love the fight. If you can learn to love the fight, you've made it because persisting through challenges defines you. This is what makes you who you are, and this is how you win. So team, try and experiment with me this week. It's an experiment that will make you tougher. Just go out there and live. Make a plan to do something though. So, you know, start your book, finish your book, learn the drums, exercise every day, whatever's important to you right now, pick one. Pick two if you, if you have to, but honestly, no more than that. Go and execute. So start writing, start working, start exercising. You will immediately encounter a problem, a disappointment, a frustration, hesitation, something, procrastination. Here are the five steps to take when that invariably comes up and threatens to derail you off your path, off your goal. Step number one, just learn to notice. This is actually the really hard skill, guys. Why? Because we go through life on autopilot. Staying present and noticing when your mind is working, especially when your mind is working against you, without your permission, is a key life skill, and you need to master it. So when a negative event occurs, even if it's really, really, really small, pay attention to how your body reacts to it. I think the easiest way to do this, guys, I mean, you can get into meditation if you want, and I highly recommend that you do, but the simple layman's version of that is to make a point of 10, 20, 50, 100 times a day, simply say, where am I at? How am I feeling? Do a scan. Do you detect any nervousness, nausea, sickness, weakness, tiredness, anxiety, tension? Just check your body. Whatever is there, is there. If your butt hurts from sitting in the chair too long, feel it. If your elbow aches from last night's workout, feel it. Just get used to identifying what is in your body and do it on a routine. The ultimate goal is to be able to scan your body when a negative event occurs. So you open up a bill and it's bigger than you thought. How does that show up in your body? Scan it. And then in step two, identify it. What's the exact feeling you're having? Is it sadness, nausea, headache, anger? bitterness, jealousy, some kind of uncomfortable, unpleasant feeling. Where is it sitting? Is it in your gut, your shoulders, your head? I sometimes notice my legs get uncomfortably anxious, like tense. It's weird. Why is this bugging you? Are you mad at yourself? Are you embarrassed? Is there some injustice involved? So try and tag, what's the exact feeling? And what do you think caused it? 
So I open up the Hydra bill and I'm embarrassed because I can't afford to pay it or because I spent more than I thought or I lost track of my spending this month. And now I've got this really weird, uncomfortable feeling in my gut and I want to go to sleep. So just tag it. And in step three, now notice the impact it's having on your brain. What are the new stories you're starting to tell yourself because of this feeling? Does that story start to affect your emotions and your physical sense in this vicious circle that threatens to derail you from your goal? So now you've opened up the bill, you feel embarrassed, it's bothering you in your gut, and your mind starts racing. I will never get control of this. Here I am, I'm 30 years old and I don't have control of my finances. I'm stupid, I'm too dumb, I can't do this, I'm not smart enough. Do you see how those kinds of stories in your head could send you deeper into that uneasy feeling in your stomach or your legs or wherever it shows up for you? Now, why do we need to pay attention to the stories that we tell ourselves in our head? Because it's not interesting to notice that, for example, you always say no to going to parties or going out with friends. But it's super interesting to watch your mind get there through the steps of deciding why it would be better for you if you didn't go to the party. So someone says, let's go out tonight, let's go out with some friends. Initially, you might even say yes. And then all of a sudden, you get this weird feeling somewhere in the pit of your stomach. Then you start convincing yourself through this internal chatter, all the things that could go wrong. No one will like me. No one will talk to me. I'll have a boring time. It'll be too loud. It'll be full of assholes. I really don't want to meet anyone new tonight. And all of a sudden, that feeling starts to get worse. It may even show up as a legitimate illness. I don't know, there's something wrong with my stomach tonight, or I feel really tired, or I've got this massive headache and I can't get rid of it. So you actually generate a real physical excuse for yourself completely in your own mind. And it started with that flash of a reaction, that instinct that told you, no, you shouldn't go. Isn't that weird? So see if you can catch yourself assuming some outcomes, especially highly improbable outcomes. What does this tell you about your opinion of yourself? Uh, I'm not going to meet anyone new. No one's going to like me. Who says? You do. So in step four, we can assume that most of the time your senses betray you. Now, it's not a bad thing. Your mind is actually trying to protect you from harm by telling you these stories, but it's doing so. In the case of not going to a party, you know, the consequences are not as crucial. But in terms of achieving your mission, if you let these stories take you off course, that's terrible. So say this out loud or say it in private, but say it. This is my mind protecting me from harm, but this is not serving me. Learn to say it again and again. This is my mind protecting me from harm, but this is not serving me. And then in step five, do the opposite of what your gut's telling you to do. Push through it. Force yourself to focus on nothing but your goal. Don't take comfort in distractions. Remember, this bad news bill, this bad phone call, this rejection, this is not your priority. So if you let it take you off course, you will never get to your actual end goal and you're never going to outpace your competition. So it's important that the minute you feel yourself preparing to make an excuse, the minute you feel yourself creating that negative story, push through. Don't let it be an excuse to procrastinate or to skip out, to miss the workout, to miss your writing session to go to bed instead, to turn on Netflix. Push through just once and get it done. Now, not long ago, I had some writing to do myself, and some of it, full disclosure, I'd been procrastinating on already. And then I got into a few arguments, and I also had a negotiation I was working on, and it fell through. And I got, 
to be honest, a little bit sad, and I lost my focus. So I started taking comfort in gadgets, the internet, checking my stats, the comfort stuff, the stuff I like. Then I started reading, and I was making the excuses I'm reading that at least I was learning something. So in a way, it was productive use of my time. But actually, guys, between you and me, I was reading a book on negotiating. So I was trying to make myself feel better about my negotiation skill. And it allowed me to walk through in my head everything that just went wrong for me. Granted myself permission to stay there in a place that wasn't productive. So I had to let it go. I literally snapped my fingers, closed the book, and said, forget it. This is not your priority. The reading is not serving you. Now, sure, once in a while, changing your priorities is important, but I can't let every time something unexpected happens and makes a splash in my ego, I can't let it derail me from what's really important, which was getting the writing done. So let me ask you a question. Can you do this for the next four weeks? Can you perform those five steps? Even better, here's an idea. Can you trust that this is so powerful that I think what you should do is set a stretch goal for yourself? Something really big, something you would never normally think of. Publish a whole chapter of your new book. Rent a little space. Turn it into a gallery. Have your own show or turn it into a performance space and put on a show. Double your output for the month. Make those phone calls that could make or break your year. Whatever it is, when you're done staring down those big, scary goals that even sitting here right now, you don't think you can do. Right at the moment where you'd normally quit, give yourself an excuse and not chase it, right when you feel yourself saying, no, 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 I'm not ready. Right then, right when you're about to make that excuse, to give in to your body and mind, to listen to the fear that it's manufacturing to keep you artificially safe, could you go anyway? Could you do the five steps and say, screw it, I'm going to go? Because if you can, you will catch a marvelous glimpse of your best self, the unstoppable version of you that can push through any adversity to make your dreams happen. And if you stumble, so what? Would that be possible, guys? What could you achieve? I want to hear about it. Will you write to me and tell me about it? If it works or if it doesn't work, I want to hear it. I'm so excited to see people take those first steps, so do me a favor and let me know how it goes. All you need is the courage to say yes and follow those five steps. Folks, thanks for listening. You can reach out at FuseChamber.com or find me on Twitter at FuseChamber. Come in for some more insight and coaching next week.